0: Come on, let's give him praise right now. What a mighty name. Hallelujah, what a mighty name. Hallelujah, unto us. A child is born unto us. A son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Come on, what a mighty God. You can put the government on his shoulders. What a mighty God. He's still wonderful. No matter how no matter how much chaos there may be he is still wonderful hallelujah he's still a counselor when nothing else makes sense he's still the counselor hallelujah he is still the mighty god hallelujah jesus we lift up your name lord we give unto you all of the glory we give unto you all of the praise lord the circumstances do not change our praise The circumstances do not change the greatness of your name. God, our circumstances do not change the worth of your name. Hallelujah. Yes, God, that your name is precious. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. If you would get your Bibles and turn to the book of Joshua chapter 5. Amen. Joshua chapter number 5. Amen. In verse number thirteen. Amen. Good to look out and see some faces smiling at me today. Brother Christian and Sister Flo, Samuel there on the second row. Amen. Brother Christian's smile still lights up a room, even when it's an eight by ten picture. Amen. Brother Josh is looking exceptionally wild today. There's a picture here in the front row with Brother Josh's name on it. It bears a striking resemblance to Clint Eastwood. Anyway, you'd have to be here to see it. I'll take a picture and show it to you all later. Joshua 5, verse 13. It came to pass when Joshua was was by Jericho. If I could say it this way. It came to pass when Joshua lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said to him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? The captain of the Lord of hosts said unto Joshua, Loose, Thy shoe from off of thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. Lord bless you, those that are here. You can be seated. During the Civil War, as we know, was fought between the northern states, the southern states of America. There were, in that war, a group of around six thousand soldiers known as referred to as the galvanized yankees and these men were a group of soldiers that during throughout the duration of the war they fought for both the southern confederate army and for the northern union army these men began the war fighting for the south and in the course of battle they were taken as prisoners of war huddled into confederate war camps so the union leadership offered unto them in exchange for their oath of allegiance to the cause of the north that they would grant them liberty. That if you will renounce your allegiance to the southern states and if you will renounce your allegiance to the cause of the south and if you will pledge your allegiance to the north and the cause of the Union. Exchange, we will give you liberty. In essence, these men would exchange their convictions and their loyalties for freedom. 6,000 galvanized Yankees that fought for both sides in the Civil War. I want to preach for just a few minutes this Sunday morning on this thought, whose side are you on? Amen. Whose side are you on? As we open the context of the passage of Scripture from which we lifted our text this morning, Joshua chapter 5, we find this man named Joshua is embarking upon a very pivotal moment in the history of Israel as well as a very pivotal moment within his own life. The context of the passage informs us that Joshua has distanced himself from the camp of Israel. He has removed himself from the company of the tents of Israel, from the armies of Israel, the waiting soldiers, and any other voice of influence in his life. Joshua has set himself apart from the crowd. Undoubtedly, Joshua, the Bible tells us, goes up against Jericho. And there is Joshua, or next to Jericho. And there, undoubtedly, Joshua is sizing up. The battle at hand. He is sizing up Jericho. It is his responsibility to come up with a strategy that will overthrow the first assignment in taking the promised land. Considering strategy, assessing the assignment that he must soon undertake. Without a doubt, he is considering the responsibility of all of the lives of the armies of Israel, of those that will follow him, and whatever strategy it is that he might choose the men, the women that have placed their lives in his hand, have placed their lives at his beck and call. Now Joshua considers the responsibility of these lives that will follow him and his strategy in the takedown of the reinforced walls of Jericho. It is an established fact as we read through the passage not only is Joshua investigating the reinforced walls of Jericho, But he is also doing some internal investigation. Can I be the leader that my predecessor Moses was? Am I capable of leading Israel into the promises of God? Do I have what it takes? Am I leading these people into the arms of destruction? I've got no resume to point to. I've I've got no past victory that I can point to. And yet I'm about to embark upon the possession of a promised land. His focus is on the insurmountable walls of Jericho, the impenetrable walls of Jericho, and his eyes are focused upon the uncertainty that is roaring within him. And it is here in this context of a leader facing a pivotal moment that will forever change his world and transform Israel. His eyes fixed upon insurmountable obstacles, And upon his own internal fears, that the Bible says in this. Context, that Joshua finally lifts up his eyes. Amen, that Joshua finally takes his eyes off of the walls. That Joshua finally takes his eyes off of the battle that he is raging within. Finally, when Joshua lifts his eyes off of the battle surrounding him and the battle within him, the Bible says that when Joshua lifted up his eyes, behold, he saw a man. We know from ensuing verses that the man that Joshua sees when he lifts up his eyes... When he takes his eyes off of the problem. When he takes his eyes off of the uncertainty. When he takes his eyes off of the question. A man that Joshua fixes his eyes upon a man. But this man was not just any man. But the Bible tells us that this man is identified as the captain of the host of the Lord. The man that would command angels to go and to come. The Bible would let us know this was a theophany. It was an old Old Testament manifestation of the Almighty God. He wasn't the Christ, but it was a glimpse and a foreshadow of the one that Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 says is the captain of our salvation. And when Joshua finally got his eyes off of the problem that was too big, and when Joshua finally lifted up his eyes off of the questions that he couldn't answer, when he finally got his eyes off of Jericho, he saw a man. He saw saw the captain of the host of the armies of the Lord. When he lifted up his eyes off of his uncertainties and his insecurities, he saw the captain of the host of the Lord. And I know right now... It's easy to get your eyes on everything else. I know the focus of our world is fixed upon a certain virus. I know everybody's got their eyes fixed on this virus that has our world on lockdown. Amen. People have their eyes on the president. We've got our eyes on politicians. We've got our eyes on the scientists. I read an article today that or yesterday that said that the scientists are the answer to what we're going through. Everybody's Fixing their eyes on the scientists, if they can just come up with a remedy, if they can only find a solution, if somebody can just develop a serum or a vaccine, then everything will be all right. Where is Dr. Fauci, that is the answer. Everybody's got their eyes on the doctor. We've got our eyes on the economist. We've got our eyes on the nation's global leaders. And internally, we're wrestling with fears and uncertainty that we didn't even know existed people that four months ago thought, I'm strong. And yet four weeks later, they wonder, do they even have a relationship with God? Why? Because that's what Jericho will do to you. That's what Jericho will do. That's what walls of Jericho will do to you. That's what stepping into a new dimension. Yesterday's resume doesn't mean anything in the promised land. And it will cause you to question the new territory. It will cause you to question your own ability. That's why we've got to lift up our eyes. That's why you've got to get your eyes off of the problem. The president is not the answer. The politicians are not the answer. The scientists are not the answer. The economists are not the answer. But there is the captain of the Lord of hosts. His name is Jesus. And if we can get our eyes off of our problems, we will understand Jesus is still the answer. Living hope. I wish, well, some of you are here, but I wish you were here today that I could look you in the eye and remind you that the answer is not found in examining Jericho's walls. It's not in investigating your own, in your circumstances and your uncertainties, but you've got to lift up your eyes. It was not until Joshua lifted up his eyes. When he finally lifted up his eyes, then he saw the man. And you will not see Jesus with your eyes down. You will not see Jesus when your focus is on the problem. You will not see Jesus as long as your focus is upon you and the uncertainty and the questions and and the the doubt and do I really have, can I make it through this do I have what it takes no, in and of yourself you don't have what it takes but if you lift up your eyes you'd see the one that that had everything you you needed to make it a month ago, he's still got everything you need to make it now Jesus hasn't changed he didn't change his area code he didn't change his zip code he didn't downgrade his power he didn't downgrade his ability if you lift up your eyes to day you would see there is a man standing there and he's got a sword in his hand he's ready to fight he's ready to go to war he's ready to destroy the enemy but we will not see jesus as long as our focus is on the walls and upon me it's really easy to talk about lifting up our eyes to see jesus when the objects of our attention are things like wishing we made a few more dollars. You know, the yesterday's problems. Pre-coronavirus problems. Wishing we would have been the one that got the promotion instead of our coworker. A little spat or a fuss in our marriage. That little bout with lust that's been knocking you around. Hey Amen. It was easy when that was the apex of our problems. To have confidence that lifting up our eyes and seeing Jesus was the solution. But it's another thing to talk about lifting up our eyes in the midst of a distraction that is a global pandemic. It's easy to sing what a mighty God we serve when the biggest problem that we're facing is an electric bill that doesn't fit inside of our budget. But David said, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He's not just big enough for my electric bill. He's big enough to bring me through coronavirus. He's not just big enough for a little fuss in my marriage he's big enough to bring me through this thing he's big enough to bring me through but you got to lift up your eyes if all you talk about is the problem you're not going to make it if all you talk about is what the adversary is doing if you think the scientist is your answer then you've got no hope but if you look just a little bit higher there is a man standing with the sword in his hand and his name is jesus Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hey, Jesus did not stop being Jesus when COVID-19 showed up. I'm amazed at how many people it seems like they downgraded Jesus when COVID-19 rolled around. That that mighty God that they used to celebrate how awesome he was, all of a sudden he's not quite as awesome as he used to be. Let me tell you, Jesus is no less powerful than he was four weeks ago. Jesus is no less a healer than he was a month and a half ago. Jesus is no less a way maker than he was six weeks ago. He is still mighty. He's still powerful. He's still the almighty God. He's still the Prince of Peace. But you've got to lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes, and you will see the captain of the host. Joshua see this, sees this man that is standing over against him as he comes next to Jericho. He sees this man, at this time, does not yet know the identity, but he sees whoever this is. He, he needs to quickly identify the intentions of this man with the sword in his hand, and Joshua as he approaches him, has one question for him. The question that he has for the, this man that would soon be identified as the captain of the host of the Lord. Here's the question Joshua asks, art thou for us or for our adversaries? Modern translation, whose side are you on? Are you on my side or are you on their side? Are you on our side or are you on the other side? And the captain of the host replies to Joshua's question, an answer that doesn't seem to fit the question. He simply says, No. Have you ever asked somebody a question where yes or no were not really a, a right answer, and yet they gave you a yes or no answer anyhow? Honey, would you like me to go to the grocery store? Or would you like me to go by and get something from a restaurant? Yes. Which one? Which one are you saying, I asked you, you know, there was an either or response there that I needed. And yet they just simply give you that yes or no answer. But the captain of the host, when asked by Joshua, are you on my side? Are you on their side? The captain of the host says no. Now, I got to believe that Jesus, or this theophany, this Old Testament manifestation, God robing himself in flesh for a temporary moment in time. I have to believe that this theophany, this manifestation of God is not confused by Joshua's question. When Joshua asks him, which side are you on? The response of this captain of the Lord of hosts is saying, neither one, Joshua. I'm not on your side and I'm not on their side. And if we're not careful, we build a theology that because I'm American... God is on my side. Because I'm a certain color of skin, God is on my side. Does it feel as awkward in person as it does on, or online as it does there? Because I'm a certain denomination, God is on my side. Because I'm of a certain persuasion, God is on my side. Because I've got a King James Version Bible in my house, God is on my side. Because I drink sweet tea with a lemon in it, God is on my side. We build a theology that God is on our side. And I know we sang the song, and and I'm going to get around to that in a minute. But no matter how out of the will of God people are, they can still be convinced that God is on their side. But the captain of the Lord of hosts said, neither, Joshua. I'm not on your side, and I'm not on their side. And here's what Joshua was asking. God, are you here to back up my agenda, or are you here to oppose my agenda? And the captain of the Lord of hosts said, Joshua, I'm not here to crush your agenda, and I'm not here to make your agenda happen. I'm here for one reason I'm on the Lord's side I'm not on your side I'm not on their side I'm on the Lord's side (laughs) perhaps you've been there before maybe even in the last few weeks where things weren't going according to the script that you had planned out it's amazing how we always think we know how God's going to do things or should do things next Seems like things are going the very opposite of the way they should be going. Hey, Lord, whose side are you on, anyhow? God, how come you haven't cleared this thing up? God how come you haven't done things the way I thought you were going to? Lord, I had it all planned out. I had the paths for my future all laid out. I had my destiny and my calling all figured out. Lord, whose side are you on anyhow? It feels like you're resisting me, Lord. I've got to know whose side are you on anyhow? Amen. And the Lord speaks that that's theophany that captain of the Lord of Hosts says, "Joshua, you need to figure it out. I'm not on your side." And I'm not on their side, I am on God's side. I'm watching right now as even good church people are weighing in on what side God is on. I've seen news stories and articles that they've got our nation divided into two teams there's team shut down, and there's team open it back up. And everyone is using scripture to decide what side God is on. Team shutdown, led by politicians who don't blink an eye at nine million babies being aborted since January. But now they want us to believe that their motives are pure to save a few lives. Just a year ago, the same politicians leading team shutdown celebrated legislation that babies could be aborted up to the very moment of birth. And now they want us to think that their motives are saving lives. I'm not buying it. On the other side, we've got team open it back up led by corporate conglomerates making billions of dollars and they want us to believe that they want the economy open back up for the common good of all mankind and we will get on Facebook and we'll use our passages of scripture uh, that God is on team shutdown God wants us all to stay home and be safe or we use passages of scripture to show that God is on team open it all back up but can I tell you which side the Lord is on he's not on either side he's on God outside Now even in the picture some of you aren't smiling as big as you were a few minutes ago because I know I just hit some hot buttons and you might have skipped off of Living Hope service and found you another one. But there's some things, it's time that some things have got to be said. It's time that, that there's some pulpits across our nation that are gonna have to stop shuddering in fear, and we're gonna have to stop speaking in faith. It's time for the Church of the Living God to decide what side are you on. This isn't about team shut down, and it's not about team opening back up. It's about God, your will be done. Some of us need to get on team, shut Facebook down. Yeah. Team, shut social media down. I never knew we had so many political scientists among us. No, neither one, Joshua. I'm not, I'm not on either one of them. I'm on the Lord's side. Joshua, the real question is not what side am I on? The real question is, whose side are you on? Joshua, whose side are you on anyhow? Whose side are you on? And That word anyhow means no matter what. Come on, Joshua, you were all filled with faith about what a mighty God you served back when there was no coronavirus. Whose side are you on now, Joshua? You see, if we're not careful, we turn our faith, we turn this faith into a religious token a one-time thing that we do to begin our walk with God. Amen, that I came and I, I expressed my faith. I have faith. I believe in the Lord. I put my faith in the Lord, and that's it. It's a, it's a thing that we do when we come to church. But can I remind you, the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please him. In other words, without faith, you will not be on the Lord's side. Today you can say, I'm on the Lord's side because I'm an American. That's not what puts you on the Lord's side. You can say, I'm on the Lord's side because I'm Republican. That's not what puts you on the Lord's side. You can say, I'm on the Lord's side because I'm Democrat. That's not what puts you on the Lord's side. You can say, I'm on the Lord's side because I'm Pentecostal. That's not what puts you on the Lord's side but without faith it is impossible to please him if you're going to be on the Lord's side you've got to walk by faith if you're going to be on the Lord's side you've got to live by faith without faith you're not on the Lord's side when you're not walking by faith, you're not on the Lord's side. Luke 18 and 8, Jesus asked, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Well, who will be on my side? I'll tell you who will be on the Lord's side. It's people who have faith in their God that don't just sing what a mighty God We serve when there's 220 people in the sanctuary. Amen. On a Sunday morning when your biggest problem uh, is a bill that you haven't yet paid. uh, But it's on a Sunday morning when the sanctuary is empty. uh, When you can't come to church because coronavirus has everything locked down. uh, But you stand in your living room and you raise your hands uh, and you say, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We'll find faith people of God we are people of faith what team are you on whose side are you on Joshua this isn't about what side I'm on The question is Joshua whose side are you on is this about your plan and your agenda or are you going to get on my plan and my agenda we are people of faith when we repented It was in faith. It wasn't just that we said, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me for what I. No, it was an expression of faith. And when we spoke those words and we said, Lord, I need you to forgive me, it was faith that the power of John chapter 1 verse 9 that tells me, if I will confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sin and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. That when I bowed my knees at an altar and I repented of my sin, I had faith that he was powerful enough to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me of all of my unrighteousness. It was faith, it was my faith that his blood is greater than my sin. When I was baptized in Jesus' name, I was baptized in faith. Listen, if you came to this church and you got baptized and you just did it because your mama wanted you to do it, you need to come back and do it over again because if you weren't baptized in faith, you just got wet. You just took a bath on an unscheduled day. I want to tell you today that when I got baptized in Jesus' name, I had faith that my past was forgiven amen that 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 the name of jesus was applied to my life power of faith the power of faith some of you had a past that you wouldn't even talk about but you came and you were baptized and the power of your faith that old past was washed away and so i've come to ask you again today whose side are you on are you on the side of fear or are you on the side of faith If his name was mighty enough to cleanse you, it's mighty enough to keep you. If he is mighty enough to redeem my past, then he is mighty enough to direct my future come on, I'm preaching against a spirit of fear today. I'm preaching against a tangible. I feel that spirit of fear breathing. I feel that spirit of fear moving. I feel that spirit of fear taking territory. And if you think I'm going to sit down as a preacher, if you think I'm going to sit down as a pastor and just side with your favorite politician, you better guess again. We are in a battle that is not against flesh and blood, but it is against principalities. It is against spiritual darkness it is against wickedness you've got to decide whose side are you on whose side are you on this faith is not a passive past tense faith it is an active present abiding faith amen this faith is powerful I still believe, come on somebody, I'm talking about stirring up that gift that Paul talked to Timothy. Paul said, Timothy, stir up that gift that is in you, that was given to you. I know you can't do this during coronavirus, but we got to get back to it because it came by the laying on of hands. And Let me just throw this out here. If you all expect that a year from now or have a long from now, you're going to come to church with a pastor wearing a mask and rubber gloves, you got the wrong church. All right, you got you, if right now you need to start shopping, I would I would challenge you google good churches. All right, that's a good place to start. And I'm not talking about revol- revolting against the orders Okay. Well, as long as they're asking us to do things uh, and, and within measure, I'm gonna I'm gonna abide by that. But if you think a year from now we're gonna be sitting in a church six feet apart, and I'm gonna be preaching with a mask on and rubber gloves, and not gonna shake your hand and not lay hands on the sick, can I tell you right now the word of God doesn't change because of coronavirus. You need to decide right now, whose side are you on? Are you on the side of fear or are you on the side of faith? Are you on the side of fear or are you on the side of faith? This faith is not passive, but it is an active faith. It's an active faith. I didn't just have faith when I repented. I didn't just have faith when I went down in waters of baptism. Amen. By faith, Abel offered. By faith, Enoch walked with God. By faith, Noah built. By faith, Abraham sojourned. By faith, Daniel prayed. By faith, three Hebrew children refused to bow. By faith, David danced. By faith, by faith, by faith. And I ask you again, whose side are you on? Sad commentary is there will be those today that watch this service and get offended at the preacher for speaking faith because they've already decided they're on team fear. Preacher, don't you know talking like that, you've got the blood of people on your hands. Because you're encouraging them not to cower down and give in to a spirit of fear. Absolutely I am encouraging you not to give in to a spirit of fear. I'm not asking you to be reckless. I'm not asking you to be rebellious. But I'm telling you do not cower in the corner of your home. Do not cower in the corner of your home and act like God's not still the same God he was six weeks ago. I'm challenging this church. You better shake yourself. The angel of the Lord is here today not to make your agenda come to pass. But if if you'll get on his side, he's going to fight for you. Good, good. Whose side are you on? When Joshua fell on his face before the captain of the Lord of hosts, when Joshua decided, this ain't about whose side you're on. It's about what side am I on? When Joshua decided, I'm going to get on the t- on the side of faith i'm going to trust in the lord yes I-, I i believe joshua probably had scrolls of of military strategy that he'd been figuring out how he was going to overwhelm Jericho. But when he met up with that angel, the Lord, and the angel referred back to him, Joshua, know whose side are you on? I believe Joshua threw those plans out the window and said, Lord, I trust in you. You brought us over the Jordan River. You can bring us into Jericho. You brought us through 40 years in the wilderness. You can bring us into Jericho. Lord, I'm choosing to put my faith and trust in you. When Joshua got back on the side of faith and trusting in the Lord, let's raise our hands together right now in your home. If your walk with God is just a bunch of cliches, that trust in the Lord is just a cute meme, gif, I don't know what they call them. You know, those little sayings we get with nice pretty background behind them. We post them on social media. If that's all that trust in the Lord to you, It's something you can post on social media with a field of tulips behind it. If that's all trust in the Lord is to you, then you miss the point. It means, God, when everything in my world is going chaotic, I know you've got me. Lord, when everything around me is falling apart, my trust and my hope is in you. And the Bible says that when Joshua fell on his face before the Lord, that God said, Joshua, I know the internal battle that is going on. I know the fear and the uncertainty that is going on within you. And he said, so Joshua, I'm going to refer you back to a story that I know you're familiar with. Joshua, I know Moses told you the story that there was a time when he was facing his Jericho moment. When Joshua was... Facing a situation that he or Moses was facing a circumstance that he didn't know how he was going to make it through. And Moses was fighting his own internal battles. But I called to Moses and I said, Moses, take off your shoes. For you're standing on holy ground. And there in that place, Moses, I, I, Joshua, I anointed Moses. And I let Moses know that as long as you're on team faith, as long as you're on the side of faith, I will fight for you. As long as you are on the side of faith, there is no devil big enough that can defeat you. As long as you are on the side of faith, Joshua, don't you worry. I'll take care of the anointing, I'll take care of Jericho. But you've got to be on the right side. I rebuke the spirit of fear right now out of every living room. Again, I'm not asking you to throw, to be reckless. I'm not asking you to go today and to just abandon all of the the stipulations that have been placed. I'm all for us using wisdom. I'm all for it as is Evidenced by me preaching in an empty building right now i'm not trying to be a rebel i'm not trying to start a revolution but what I, i cannot let happen is for this church to become a fearful group of people that are on the wrong side because if you're on the side of fear god will not fight for you come on team faith it's time for somebody like joshua right now to fall on your face before the lord Say, Lord, I surrender right now to you, God. Lord, I've been controlled by a spirit of fear. But, Lord, I put my faith in you. God, you were good enough for me six weeks ago. You're good enough for me now. You were good enough for me when it was an electric bill I couldn't pay. You're good enough for me in the middle of COVID-19. Come on, somebody lift up your eyes right now. Come on, somebody lift up your hands right now. There is a man standing there not just any man it's the captain of the lord of hosts and he's got a sword in his hand he's never been defeated he's never lost a battle and he's standing by waiting to fight for you but you cannot please the lord you cannot be on his side without faith come on all across this community to pray with somebody in your home right now I'm asking you to reach over and pray for somebody standing nearby you come on it's time to stop fighting about which team we're on shut down or open it up it's time to get on the side of faith and I will trust in the Lord I don't care whatever plague comes I will put my trust in the Lord and if a plague if a plague destroys this body it cannot destroy this soul hallelujah that he is the captain not just of my body he is the captain of my soul come on somebody i want you in your living room right now to stand up in faith in faith stop cowering in fear and stand in faith and believe that god is bigger than what you're going through right now i want you to open your mouth right now and declare let all of hell hear you right now the bible says by faith abraham sojourned by faith abel offered i want you right now to add your name to hebrews 11. by faith right now declare declare i am on the lord's side hallelujah Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com.